Hi, everybody. It's Eileen. I wanted to let you in on a little secret. On Spotify, you can listen to all of your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free. You don't even need a premium account. And on Spotify, they have a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcast so you never miss an episode. And premium users, you can download episodes to listen to offline, wherever you are. Also, easily share what you're listening to with your friends on Instagram. So go on over to Spotify.com. If you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app. Search for Dance in All Its Colors on Spotify or Browse Podcast in the Your Library tab. Also, make sure to follow me so you never miss an episode of Dance in All Its Colors. Coming up in this episode of Dance in all its colors. I had the most fun in so long. I had the opportunity to sit with some old friends from out of my childhood, and we talked about our dance teacher, Sally Bowie Daniels, who's a legend here in Houston, Texas, and actually across the world because her students live across the world. I want you to stick around to the end, though, because you have got to hear the part about afros and toe shoes. But I wanted to tell you who Phaedra is. My friends refer to me on this podcast today as Phaedra. So that's me. It's my given name, Phaedra Eileen Bonner. But I didn't want you to get confused. I thought I'd just kind of preface it and let you know who Phaedra is. Don't worry, it's me. I hope you'll leave me a message and tell me what you think about this program. I love gathering with my friends. I hope you'll like it too. Stay tuned. We're here for another episode of Dance in All Its Colors. Like many dancers, I was exposed to ballet at a very young age. My experience began when I stepped into a small dance studio across the street from Houston's HBCU, Texas Southern University. I met Sally Bowie Daniels at the age of three years old. My parents enrolled me in ballet classes and my life was forever changed by the relationship. So many of her students mirror my reflections of Mrs. Bowie and today I'm fortunate to have as guest just a few of her students, uh, sisters, Janelle Wright and Kimberly Wright Jones. Kimberly is the CEO of Broadway Moms Incorporated and Redeemed Dance Company Incorporated. And of course, also with us is acclaimed dancer, choreographer, Vincent James. Uh, we also have Randy Glass and Cynthia Bivens, who is a local attorney here in Houston. My hope is that we would gather today to talk about her impact on our lives, not only as dancers, but also what the training at Houston's Bowie Studio taught us 
and how we've drawn from that experience and used it in our lives. Thank you all for visiting with me today. My first question for all of you is, what is the one thing that opened your eyes and made you want to uh, dance? So let's start with you, uh, Cynthia. Well, I don't know that there was one thing that made me wanted to dance, but my experience started with Sally Bowie Daniels around 1965 when I was probably around 10 years old and my older sister was probably around 14 and or 15. And I don't really know how my, my dear mother, Dr. Maddie Bryant Glass, found the Beauty Bowie Studio. But once I started, I was hooked. Uh, I, I don't really have a vision before then of, you know, seeing people dance and saying, I want to do that. But once I started dancing, that was it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Kimberly, what about you? Well, I, I really don't know. I think my sister and I, uh, we used to go to um, antique shop with my mom on Sundays. And, you know, because we would be in the corner and they would be shopping and everything. So we would act like it was not the Jackson Fryer or anything, but we'd make up songs and dances while we were sitting there because, you know, we had to entertain each other because we were about three or four years, of, you know, apart. Um, and so, you know, from there, you know, we danced around the house, cleaning up and everything. Because we thought we were singers, actually. Um, and we just, you know, just help, you know, uh, dance movements along with that. You know, with the broom and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> then my mom just decided to, you know, load us and, you know, dance and um, piano. And so I think we started with Miss um, Daniels probably around, I think I was in the fourth or fifth grade. And Janelle might have been in the second or third. And we stayed with her until we're in, in high school, I believe. Uh huh, uh huh. And so, Janelle, yeah. what would you add to that being, being sisters? How, what was, how was it from your perspective? Um, well, I'm a holiday person, so I love Christmas, and I remember mom taking us to go see the Nutcracker, and just to seeing the people dance, different colors, the joy that they, you know, they brought to others, and how happy they looked like they were doing dancing on the stage. I knew that was something that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. They looked so happy, and it just brought joy to me. Um, and again, Kim and I was very um, creative. Uh, what we did to entertain ourselves because back in the day we didn't have the the Xbox and the PlayStation, so you have to entertain yourself and be quiet and you know act in a certain way, um, so you know you won't get in trouble with the parents. But this is seeing the Nutcracker and and then later on seeing people when we start with the Three Studio, seeing people that look like me um, dancing and enjoying it and having someone who was a black female role model that can actually show me what I wanted to do and give me joy and actually to inspire me to do better. Mm -hmm. That was a really great feeling and made me want to stay in it and, and made me really love the art of dance and to mm -hmm. carry it on throughout life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Randy, what about you? Uh, that was a daycare. <laughs> my, my, my sister was there, my sisters were there, and I was down the street at a, at a daycare across the street from my elementary school, and Christopher was my age, so my mama said, you're going to go down there and learn how to play the piano. <laughs> and so 
we went down there and we played on the piano. We didn't learn to play the piano. And they just made us, because Chris and I were hanging out, every time they'd, wanted, they'd have a, something for a boy to do, they'd make us come out there and turn flip. And that's kind of how we kind of got started. It wasn't like I love to dance, anything like that. It was like, you going over there because your sister's over there. And I had no enough sense to say no. <laughs> so I either did that and then we did uh, baseball later. But that, that, that was my introduction to Boys Studio, is that I had a built-in friend with Chris so the two of us could entertain one another. So we, while she, while Miss Daniels taught everybody how to dance, and we hopefully we stayed out of trouble. <laughs> All of you out there in podcast land, he's referring to our friend Christopher Bowie Daniels, who was unable to be on the call with us tonight. Um, Vincent James. And I was hanging out with Keith Cross at this place called the Fifth Ward Multipurpose Center, right? And the company was the Mary McCullough Company. And Sadra, you may remember the Mary McCullough Company because I had never experienced anything like that. So Keith kidnapped me, took me over to Mary McCullough's, and when I got home, when they dropped me off to Marie's house, uh, Mom said, hey, how's everything, and did you have fun? The end of the story goes like this. I, Mother said, no, you're not going to the Fifth Ward Multipurpose Center. I know a lady, her name is uh, Ms. Daniels, I know her reputation, and I'm taking you to her studio. So that brings me to my first night at Bowie Studio. It was the first time in my life, uh, I've been a dancer all my life since Ms. Daniels, but that was the first time that I ever saw lady, uh, ladies of color on point, and, and, and um, there were minimal classes. There was a beginner class that I was required to take, one day and then she said, no, you're going to take with the big girl. So I was, uh, I was in Sadra and Andrea's class and I didn't know a PA from a frappe, but I had to learn quick because <laughs> they, they were, they were the fiercest. They were the fiercest at that time. Yeah. I walked in there as a very sensitive three-year-old and there were these beautiful girls who were much older than me. They were right. so beautiful. And of course I wanted to be pretty like them. But when they <laughs> danced, they were the most beautiful, graceful girls. And there were mm -hmm. two in particular. One was so strong and forceful when she danced. You could see every beautiful muscle. She could jump so high. I mean, she could put Mikhail Barishnik off to shame. Right. And, but there was one who's on this call. Cynthia yeah. was my person that I walked in there and I went, oh my God, I want to be just like her. That's, that's sweet of you to say. And I can say that, um, Sally was the reason that, that both uh, Vita Jackson, who you're referring to as that dancer who could jump the highest jump, and I ended up at HSPBA because of uh, Sally Boy. The 70s and 80s, and uh, I don't know when the studio closed, but I walked into this studio at the corner of, was it Cheer Wester and Wheeler? 
and that this yeah. petite, beautiful fireball yeah. who could, you know, melt your heart in one breath and have you trembling in your point shoes in the other breath. And she always, you know, had her hair in that tight little bun. Yes. And I remember had on, you know, that pretty lipstick. Yes. And and she brought dance to uh, back then, which was the elite black neighborhood, you know, of the 60s. But Correct. she not only taught, you know, the, the daughters and sons of black doctors and lawyers and educators, but really any little black boy or girl who wanted to, to dance and even those who weren't yet convinced that they wanted to and that they, they weren't necessarily there by choice, but they were there nonetheless. But she could, you know, transform any of her dancers in any set using those portable gray steps. Remember, she had two sets yeah. of gray steps. <laughs> And she yeah. had about four wooden screens that she would ask Mr. Glass, my dad, who had a a, a pickup truck, uh, every time we had a recital, if he could, you know, help her transport the props over to, to the TSU Auditorium. Gray, gray steps and wooden screens, she could stage any classical ballet, Pinocchio, mm -hmm. Beauty and the Beast, Swan Lake, mm -hmm. uh, or anything that came to mind. Mm -hmm. But... Not, not only did she teach us dance, she, she brought into the studio other people who taught us a sense of pride and heritage. I remember uh, Barbara Marshall was one of the people that she brought in who taught us makeup techniques mm -hmm. and acting skills uh, and the Negro National Anthem. I, I Where we had fond memories of The Wiz. So Cynthia was talking about all of those beautiful yeah. ballets that she came up with, but when The Wiz came, that yeah. was oh my god different. that was the ball yeah. yeah it was that i mean and i love the way we did it because it wasn't we had i remember i had on this um the oval i had on this overall outfit and my mom put some little patches on but i went to the michael mcdonald concert on july 31st at the hollywood ball in um la uh this year mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. he started singing taking it to the street and we were just I was doing the whole dance right there. I was standing up, I didn't care who was around me. I was singing and dancing. I was like, Wow, man. Oh, that was just it. That was it. My my husband was embarrassed, but it was okay. It was okay. It was the whiz. You just don't understand. That was this that was the dance here. Right. You know, um, yeah. Yeah, we had so much fun. You know, she just, you know, she gave me, she taught me confidence. Because, you know, being the right. middle child, is, you know, we talk about this with my sisters. Um, you know, but my older sister, you know, she got a lot of attention. My younger sister got a lot of attention. I just feel like I always had to do the extra. You know, so, you know, I'm always been extra. So, she, you know, she gave me an opportunity. I wasn't the best dancer, but she put me in a, in a, in a, in a in, I wouldn't know, you know, I wasn't the worst either. But she would put me with like-kind people. And so, you know, where I can blossom in that little group, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So she gave me the confidence just to be me. And, you know, my sister was a stronger dancer than I was. You know, was on toe shoes and everything. And But she didn't make, you know, you know even though I was a stronger dancer, she didn't make me feel awkward that my sister was up, up front and I was, I was uh, behind her. But it gave me the opportunity not only to be a leader, 
you know, my, my, my younger sister's older sister, but he gave me the opportunity to be a follower because when my sister, you know, she was given the vision from God to start the dance group at Will Avenue Baptist Church. When she came mm-hmm. to me, you know, I was able to follow her in that vision. So it gave me, you know, an opportunity to learn how to be a leader and a follower. Mm-hmm. And so I think with her, you know, she gave me, you know, that insight that I can, I can do all things in Christ that strengthens me. Right. You know, and, and not have an awkward feeling of um, not being up front, but it's okay to be um, behind a little bit as well and still okay. Right. I think Randy, you were t- mm-hmm. saying something to the same effect. Um, uh, you, I think. Right. Well, well, I, I, I fought trying to dance out there, but it, it what it did force me to do. Is, I was like, I don't want to dance. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what it did, what it, what it, what it really did was give me an opportunity to get in front of people, and mm-hmm. on a regular basis, and. That that propelled me even further because I became and and I well I I became a musician and then I was a drum I was a drummer as a musician and as I when I got to high school we well in, in junior high we started playing in jazz band on stage in front of folks mm-hmm. which and I wasn't concerned at that point as I got to high school I became a drum major so I was out in front of the band in the middle of the field and it just continued propelling me and moving me forward two leadership positions mm-hmm. and went where I, I got to the point I have no problem getting in front of a crowd of five, two, one, two, two thousand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, and, and, and it, it, it propelled me on it, you know, to, to, I had no fear of anything. Um, and, and that, that work ethic of being out there and, and you, you got to keep trying to you get it right was, uh, even helped me as, as a principal at today, cause I'm, I'm a high school principal. Mm-hmm. And I, I got to I stay on kids. I stay on teachers to make sure we're doing it right, to make sure we do everything to move forward. And so that that what hurt things just in trying to just get a little unwanted kid to, to follow instructions and just get out here. <laughs> and, and she and she sold it as y'all just go have fun. Go on out there and have some fun. Turn mm-hmm. some flips. Y'all gonna have fun. I was like, yeah, OK. I said, Chris, this is your mama. <laughs> Right, <laughs> but but we did it having fun, and I, I I crack jokes all the time, but we we did it having fun, but it also taught us to get in front of people. So yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I, I I I commend her and applaud her for her method, and, and because you don't know that you're learning when you're that young, right. but she she taught me some things that I I can never forget. Right, yeah. I, I was thinking about this today, and and you know how we would talk to each other and what we would say and and Cynthia actually helped me with this when she brought up those gray stairs and it's interesting (laughs) we you know we carried the equipment like Cynthia said you know we carried the equipment all across town whether it was the gray stairs the, the screens the actual lighting just all around town everywhere we went um we sewed on costumes we did sing the Black National Anthem and we sang the sound mm-hmm. of music, Climb Every Mountain. Yes, we did. Playing that piano. You know, she was playing that piano. We were we were dancing to live symphonic instruments. Yes. 
So learning from her, it changed us. It made us the people we are today. And yeah. that's part of her training. It takes us from every industry we could ever work in. And it was the best training ever. It was just simply the best. Vincent, what are your I totally thoughts? agree with that. I always remembered, I, I just remember those classes, Sadra. I just remember um, how, how excellent, how, how trained you ladies were. And that one night, real quick, that one night you were all on point and you were so excellent on point, watching Andrea Lynn Hall and tie her point shoes, putting her foot onto the stage and tying her ribbon. And I'd never seen anything like that. <laughs> Janelle, did, Janelle did you dance with Vincent? Janelle. I did, and I remember Vincent, and I, I idolized you because you were a natural. I remember you came in, you said you hadn't had training before, but you would move your turns. I'm like, uh-uh, he's never danced before. You were a natural. I remember you so never well. Had class. <laughs> <laughs> Vincent came great. in and made us all look bad. He was like, he can dance. We're like, we can't do all this. <laughs> he's really good. This is great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let really y'all go on, but this is great. <laughs> I never ever felt like I never felt that I was not in the right place at the right time. It was such a great place. It did bring up a good point though. Um what what is a little known fact is that um Mrs. Daniels was actually on the board of HSPVA initially. Mm. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that. So many of us, Cynthia, um you're right. So many of us got that experience of HSPVA. Yeah, she was she was very instrumental. Well, she, well, she is who told us about uh, me and Vita about HSPBA because we were in the very first graduating class, and I I think she actually arranged our audition uh, mm -hmm. for dance. Uh, and I, I there's a picture somewhere of her with Ruth Denny uh, during the auditions. I I do remember seeing that. Uh, you know, auditioning that first inaugural class, and mm -hmm. um, I don't. My experience at HSPVA was phenomenal because, of course, I'm older than you guys, and during that time, Houston was going through a change where they were, you know, busing us different places to try to integrate the schools. And we get to HSPVA, and nobody, you know, really cared about what color you were. It was how good you were in your art area and what art area you were in. And so it, it was a refreshing place to be uh, and a great place to be because they brought, brought in all of the best educators from everywhere because they had to prove that this first magnet school in Houston could make it. They could, you know, make it. Uh, you know, educationally, academically, as, as far as, you know, graduating top students. Uh, and, yeah. and because of that, I, I ended up, you know, getting a scholarship and going to college on the, the East Coast and then going to law school. So mm -hmm. it was all Sally Boy. <laughs> and I yeah. think it, it really didn't matter what school we graduated from. We just took the work ethic to that school and into our lives and in teaching our own children. And we just, we just took it 
and ran with it. And that's all she wanted. She didn't want the notoriety. She, you couldn't yep. beg her to get somebody to write an article on her. She just yeah. wanted us to be the best we could be. Right. And, you know, to turn down being the um, principal dancer for Anthony Tudor. Yeah. Go to France, go to Paris, go all over the yeah. world, and come to this neighborhood it wasn't yes at that time it wasn't a fluent neighborhood for african americans but still we were not getting a lot of the things like you said cynthia we weren't getting what other people were getting mm -mm. and that's all she wanted she that's all she wanted and for us when i meet one of us in every different walk of life we all have that same feeling and we all have been successful in some way or another mm -hmm. and i think that that yep. is the biggest legacy that she's left for us exactly that brings us to the end of our time and i thank you i thank all of my guests so much randy glass cynthia Bivens. Kimberly Wright Jones, Janelle Wright, um, Vincent James. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. And these are my childhood friends, y'all. We um, we know a lot about each other. We know we we know we know what we look like when we went through that awkward phase. <laughs> yeah. The Afro. Afro. Yes, we do. Afros and point shoes. Yeah. <laughs> she's a point she's on in an afro. What's that about? <laughs> that was beautiful. This has been awesome. Remembering our times at Bowie Studio, School of the Arts. This is your host, Eileen. And if you enjoy listening to dance in all its colors, then be sure to check out other positive and encouraging shows on the Inspire Network, like the Savvy Beach Bum, a dose of just the right medicine to help you live the beach bum life, a life of freedom like a beach bum without being broke. And it's hosted by Jerry Wicker. Check him out. Mm -hmm.